Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Harry. Hello. Hello, we're here again. We're back to talk to you about the things we did in the last week and the things we saw and the things we read. That was quite a good description actually. That was really yeah, good. Yeah, that is our podcast. We just talk at you yeah, while we're well, talking to each other. <laughs> welcome back to the Two Smoking Microphones podcast. As always, we hope you're well. We hope you're keeping safe. Um, yes. Because that's always always good bit of news from us up top while well, i remember um we're already next week's episode i know what you're thinking you might just started this one let's talk about next week but um next week's episode might be a little different we're not too sure what's happening at the moment just due to some uh equipment difficulties but um you will either get a full episode with a bit of varying sound quality uh due to me recording for a phone or you will get like a little mini mini quiz that we recorded a few weeks back but we just want to yeah. chuck just want to chuck that pre-warning at the top uh so but yeah fingers crossed it'll just be uh just be a bit weird audio quality um but yeah we just thought we'd give you that that little that little pre-warning yep hopefully it won't be uh, it won't be too bad next week we'll sort we're sure we'll, everything will be okay we'll see yeah it'll be fine either way you'll get something yeah, you'll get something from your favourite guys. That's your us. favourite podcasters. That's us. Um, but yeah, we could just uh, jump right into the things we're going to talk about. We haven't got like a we haven't got a lot of news this week. We didn't see a lot of stuff. There's a lot of casting news in that, but not for any of the big things that are necessarily grabbing our attention. Yeah, and and also um, the a lot of a lot of like we were just talking before the podcast. The casting stuff that does take our attention is rumours. So. We'll, yeah. wait. we'll wait and see for some things. And a lot of it is just so-and-so is joining a new movie by this person. It's like, that's cool, but I yeah. don't know what to expect at the moment. Um, but yeah, so the things we're, we're going to talk about some Transformers news, some uh, uh, a couple of trailers, and yep. we'll touch on the most recent episode of Loki again. We shall, we shall. Be- before we do exactly what we promised and talk about Fast and Furious 9. Oh yeah, your boys, your boys got together, we went to go see it. In the IMAX, first time we've seen each other properly, as in for an extended period of time in quite a while. Yep. We threw a photo on the on the Instagram and the Facebooks, so you can see what we look like. Yeah. Uh, Even though we never really hid what we look like anyway. (laughs) No, yeah, true. But, um, yeah, we have a lot of thoughts and opinions. Yes. But Um, you have to wait. You have to wait. Yes, you do have to wait. But let's, let's kick off with... Let's talk about this uh, this new little reveal that came seemingly out of nowhere, and I was very happy because I'd been looking this up recently to try and find out what was going on. But we've got the confirmation of what the next Transformers movie is going to be. I can confirm Connor is unbelievably excited for this. I'm 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 not. I wouldn't say unbelievably excited. I would say I like I like the Transformers films. There's one out of six good movies. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It's uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, which, just by the title alone, we know we're getting a Beast Wars movie. Nice. Which is one of the most popular Transformers uh, toy lines and series from back in the day. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know a lot of the information about it because I haven't actually looked anything up since, but obviously we know it's being directed by Stephen Capel Jr. Okay. Who did uh, Creed 2. Oh, decent. Yep, I knew he was on board to make a Transformers film for a while now, so... Um, the producers are the same people that are normally listed. Michael Bay is on the producers list. Of course he is. Um, but I, I, his name is always going to be there. Screenplay by Darnell Metea and 
Josh Peters with a story by Joby Harold, who did Army of the Dead with Zack Snyder. Okay. <laughs> did he? Uh, yeah. Shit. He was the writer for that. Exciting. Um, and King Arthur: Legends of the Sword. So I guess. Well. Oh, and he's also the executive producer or an executive producer and writer on six episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, okay. Okay. So I guess he's got some good stuff in there then. <laughs> well, I know that I know the premise or the basic kind of uh, setting is ni- uh, 1992. Um they said Brooklyn 1994 it says here. Oh. Yeah, so based yeah, based on the Transformers toy line and primary influenced by the Beast Wars story, the film was centered around Optimus Prime in nineteen ninety four in Brooklyn, New York City, and parts of Peru such as Machu Picchu, Cusco and San Martin. Nice. The project is a joint venture between E one and Paramount Pictures. This is also the first or maybe the second after Bumblebee, this is the first Transformers film that's gonna have a lot of heavy influence from Hasbro, I believe. Oh, okay, that's good. Or at least I thought it would be. It's not here. There, this is under the production companies. I just need that param- uh, that Hasbro were trying to take more like creative control of stuff. Yeah, that comes from their properties. Good casting um, as well with um, with Anthony Ramos, um, who I've, who was uh, Hamilton and in the Heights, and he's brilliant in both of those. So I'm excited to see him. Yeah. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see someone new. Yes, and also, I mean, the, every one of these films pretty much has someone new. <laughs> yeah, um, true. And Dominique Fishback. Who was in a Project Power? Uh, oh, oh Judas shit! The Black, she was in Judas the Black Messiah. She's very good in that film. Uh, she was in the film The Hate You Give and Night Comes On. Oh, decent, uh, decent. I've I've heard of The Hate You Give because I heard it was very good, but I haven't seen it yet. Plus, it's already started filming, which is another. It's not just a oh, this yep. is going to happen. It's a no. This is this is filming. You're getting this, which is interesting because you <clears> usually <throat> get like two years of build up to a Transformers film. This is just kind of. This is like in a year's time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's technically coming four years after the last one, so that's the biggest gap between Transformers films, I believe. Was Bumblebee four years ago? Yeah, 2018. Well, no, it will be four years by the time this one comes out. Oh, right, okay, yeah. 2018. That's insane. Bumblebee came out, yep. And before that, last night came out in 2017, so... Fucking hell. But, um, yeah, there's also... Well, the voice cast, Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime, is apparently already confirmed. Nice. Um, And... Transformers that are confirmed to be in it are Bumblebee, as well as Optimus Prime, obviously. Mirage, which is interesting because te- um, the red Ferrari in Transformers Dark of the Moon was meant to be Mirage, and they changed it to Dino and made him Italian. Nice. Um, because. Uh, RC, so we're going to get an actual RC, the okay. female Autobot that turns into a Ducati 916 motorcycle. Uh, Scourge, the leader of the Terracons. Nightbird, a female Terracon. Uh, Optimus Primal, the protective leader of the Maximal faction, who turn, transforms into a gorilla. Rhinox and Aerosaur, who are Maximals as well. Do do you so, re- what, what year was um, Bumblebee set in? 84? So do you reckon this will be kind of like a loose... This film, uh, it says this that? film serves this, it says this film serves as a direct sequel to Bumblebee. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. Bumblebee was set in... A year, nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> okay, yeah, so not that big a, uh, a gap then. No, well, five years. No, that's bad math. Seven years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's 
<laughs> sorry, an auto Bumblebee, an Autobot Scout, it transforms into a modified yellow second generation 1970s classic Chevrolet Camaro with off-road extensions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess some, maybe there's already been some shots of them filming been released. I haven't actually had a look. I assumed it was all studio work at the moment. But I'm interested Mirage is one of the confirmed Transformers. It's, I like it especially now that obviously ever since Bumblebee they've realised that they, they should keep closer to the original design so I'm excited to see what they look like in the new upcoming one. Yeah. Obviously Bumblebee doesn't look like his original design anyway. They've kind of made Bumblebee his own new design. Because Bumblebee was never that important of a character in the older ones. Like a lot of older trans old school Transformers fans don't like Bumblebee that much. Yeah. But they made him the main character for the, when they made obviously the new film, so Yeah, that's true. The, the main Transformer and then Bumblebee has just become the mascot essentially for Transformers. I love Bumblebee. I only yeah, but you wouldn't have if he wasn't made the mascot. <laughs> yeah, true. I love Optimus Prime. I just think he's the best. <laughs> um, I'm excited for this though. Especially with some of the Transformers that I can see confirmed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is going to be, or I'm hoping this is going to be really good. I hope we get a good live-action Wheeljack. Again, he was supposed to be in Dark of the Moon. Um, the old scientist one was supposed to be Wheeljack, but then they made him an like Einstein and called him Q. Oh, okay. Because Michael Bay liked to ruin the Transformers. Of course he did. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this. That's all we've kind of got at the moment. But the other exciting thing is this also means that we're going to have to cover... Uh, the other Transformers films at some point. Yeah, we'll we'll come back and talk about them. Exciting times. Got means got to sit down and rewatch them. It's interesting because there's still more Transformers films in development. Oh. There's still a film uh, that's going to be made by Angel Manuel Soto, which we talked about previously on this podcast when it was confirmed. Yeah. Um, no idea what that's going to be about. It doesn't say at the moment says it will take place separately from films that were previously released. Maybe it's animated. Maybe. There is also the animated prequel film being made by Josh Cooley, who did Toy Story 4. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, which is going to be... It's going to... Ex- which, yeah, take place entirely on Cybertron. We'll explore the relationship between Optimus Prime and Megatron. So that'll be also another one that will be cool to see. Yeah. More Transformers because, of course. I mean, why not? It's funny because Bumblebee didn't do that well. I don't think compare comparatively to. Not in terms of profit, yeah. Um, it made four hundred sixty-eight million from a hundred and thirty-five million budget. It's not. It's not massive. No, and obviously the last night was a bit of a a bomb, making six hundred and five million from a two hundred and seventeen million budget. Fuck you know. Yeah, no one went to see the last night. Everyone was sick of it by that point. Despite the previous two making over a billion dollars, and then that one made six hundred. That's fine. And Bumblebee obviously not doing that well, despite being the best one. Yeah. Like we, when you look at the Rotten Tomato scores for the Transformers films, the lowest is is the Last Night with fifteen percent, Age of Extinction with seventeen percent, Revenge of the Fallen with twenty percent, Dark the Moon with thirty five, Transformers with fifty eight, Bumblebee with ninety. Fucking hell crazy that's amazing um but yeah i am excited for more transformers especially if it's got the potential to be good yeah no so am i i am excited for it and it's definitely got the potential to be good when it's you know when it's not not michael Michael bay Bay. yeah yeah exactly 
Amazing. So more on that as it's revealed. Yeah, I look forward to it. We'll we'll try and keep an eye out for more news as that film is underway. Yeah. There's already an article by CBR that says Transformers Rise of the Beast already sounds terrible. Oh, fucking hell. What? Give him a chance to fucking make it at least. Like... Yeah, and the last film wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The last film was actually quite surprising. In, and in guess, fact, guess, it was alright. Yeah, and guess what one thing was removed from the last film that made it good? Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did the first five films all have in common? Michael Bay. Thank, I'm so happy he's not returning to direct. And it's Stephen Capel Jr. I have faith in him. Yeah, he's only done Creed 2 and a couple of maybe other little projects, but I have faith in him. Creed 2 was amazing <laughs> and it had a lot to build on. Yeah, like, exactly. It a, well, it had a lot to live up to. Yeah, I've heard Creed 2 is amazing. It is. It's fantastic. Like, to the point where the Creed films are like this on the same level for me. Oh, okay. Like, you could watch them back to back and they're just both equally so good. Yeah. Um, yeah but well, enough on that. Them. Let's, uh, let's talk some sh- sh- Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi! The dude with the ten rings. Well, Shang-Chi doesn't have the ten rings. The dude that wants the ten rings. He doesn't, he doesn't think he wants the ten rings. <laughs> the dude that's in a film with ten rings. I do like that the rings aren't rings like they in the comics. Obviously, they're meant to be rings that go on your hands, but they're like, aren't they like created by Celestials or something? Yeah, I like that. By the looks of it, it's like uh, like bracelets they're almost. Re- yeah, they're bracelets and that. Yeah, they look cool with they're being used. Yeah, I tell you what, I really like this latest trailer. I genuinely. Uh, oh yeah, I got. I'm so hyped for this film. I th- I do think this this trailer is is a lot stronger than the first trailer they put out. I really like the first trailer as well, but like this one, I don't know. Yeah, it's. That was meant the, the teaser because films do that these days. Yeah, <laughs> but oh yeah, we got a little. Uh, you get a bit more of a look at the Mandarin, um, a bit more dialogue from from Shang Chi himself. Um, I mean, you get the you get the surprise appearance of Abomination at the end, um, which everyone's yeah. saying that he's fighting Wong. I did some more. He's, he's firing a that, sorcerer, that's for sure. Well. Sorry, excuse me, but I know I spoke to you about this off the podcast yesterday. I went out and did some 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 digging afterwards, and apparently Benedict Wong was seen around the set. Um, I did hear rumours about that. Yeah, so but then my thing would be okay. Yeah, if that's Wong, that's great. But at the same time, why would he be there? Um, maybe he plays a bigger role than we think, but. Yeah, maybe actually. But yeah, obviously, anyway. I mean, we always knew Abomination was going to come back for the She Hulk series, but it was kind of yeah. It's kind of cool to see him in this because I didn't, know, I, yeah, didn't expect it at all. That was completely yeah, we, like, what the fuck. We know that he's out there in the universe again. Yeah, yeah. I saw a meme. Someone posted that Happy Hogan, um, the you know scene from a uh, Spider-Man Homecoming when he's like, "I've been holding on to this thing for, since 2008." <laughs> Oh so, yeah, Marvel, Marvel. When when Abomination shows up in Shang Chi, <laughs> I've been holding on to this thing since two thousand eight. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, I highly doubt it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be. You, there'll be a scene with him, a couple. I don't think it's gonna be that uh, large oh, no, it's probably, role. It's probably just that one scene. Yeah, and there's no way Tim Roth will show up. I don't think. No, not in this. No, not until She Hulk. Yeah. 
Yeah. But oh yeah, it's good. I'm re- I'm genuinely really excited for this now. I'm really looking forward to see to see uh, Tony Long as the uh, Mandarin. He's such a good actor. Yeah. He does look great right. in this film. I mean, to be fair, everyone looks great in this film. I completely forgot Michelle Yao was in, was in this. Yeah. I did as well, actually, to be fair. And then I saw the no. trailer and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, um... You know the film if Infernal Affairs is obviously what inspired The Departed? Yeah. Tony Lung is essentially... He's the Leonardo DiCaprio character in that. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. He's really good in that film. So oh. when he was when he was yeah when he was cast in this I was so so excited. Um. Yeah, it looks good. Oh yeah, no, I'm really really I, excited for it. Like genuinely, it, I'm really excited for it. Like the film look just look like not in terms of like looks. Oh, it looks like it's gonna be a great film. Like it looks good as well. Like visually. Yeah, visually it looks it looks stunning. It, I I can't fault the visuals in the trailer. I really like the sh- the, the shot right at the end as well with the Mandarin versus Shang Chi with, with, with the rings. With yeah. the rings, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking at that right now. It's so good. It's like it's almost like Scorpion versus Sub Zero. <laughs> well, I know, a lot of people are also comparing it to the well, not comparing it too much, but they kind of comparing it to the shot of um, Cap and Iron Man in Civil War. You know, when when with the, the like the comic book shot with the shield. Mm. Um, this only reminds me of that pretty much. Fair enough. I don't. I don't necessarily get that. But yeah, it's one of those kinds of, you know, yeah, lands landscape kind of comic book shots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just, uh, yeah. The first, the first trailer. I think the thing, the wrong thing for me was, um, and I think we spoke about it on the podcast is with the first trailer. It kind of just, it, it, it got to the end and it didn't have that big moment. Again, I know it's a teaser trailer, but it kind of just petered out. With this, I was a bit more like, okay, yeah, I'm fully into this. This looks good. And also, I like the look of the action. I like, I like the visuals. I really like the look of the cast. It just looks like it's going to be a fun time, like a real fun time. Yeah, the action was always something I was initially worried about because of, like, you know, how bad Iron Fist was for action. Yeah. Um, and I was also a bit wary with when they when it was destined Daniel Cretton confirmed to be making it because I was like, I don't think what I've seen from him translates to this because like, he did the film uh, Short Term 12 and Glass Castle and Just Mercy which all star Brie Larson yeah um, and Short Term 12 is incredible Just Mercy is good and Glass Castle is okay so I was like um, we'll see what he can do but it looks really good yeah it does look really really good doesn't it and I, I think I'm, I'm just genuinely excited to see it yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get back into the movie world of of the MCU. This is the one that I've said loads of times is that one of the ones I've been most excited for. Yeah, because it's a character that I don't know a lot about. Oh yeah, martial I've, arts, which I love. Don't get me wrong; I would like to go and read all the com- read Shang Chi comics, but I I've, de- I've actually... deliberately I've deliberately waited for. Well, this obviously is film. doing a lot of stuff that's different from the comics, anyway. Yeah. Okay, and because obviously, um, like in the comics, the Mandarin isn't Shang Chi's father. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I think the comics—I I haven't ever heard people talk about the Shang Chi comics that much. I don't think there's anything. Yeah, there's like, not one that stands out. That. The only, the only, well, the when I think of Shang Chi, the, the big one that stands out is the fact that he trained Spider Man when Spider Man lost his powers. Yeah. Um. I think they called it Spider Foo in the comics. 
Um, so that's all that kind of that's 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 the the first thing that sticks out to me at the moment. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, might, I might go and have a look to see if I can get a couple of Shang Chi comics and and get to reading. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, Got I'm that. very excited. Yep, me too. Oh god. Yeah, no, of course, this film. Oh, just. Yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> there's not much else I can say. <laughs> I was going to say that was a very much a. You were like, yeah, um. Oh, yeah. There's not much, yeah, there's not much else I can say. It's going to be good. Amazing. Amazing. Swiftly moving on. Swiftly. Yeah. To what? To the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that had a trailer too, you know. Yeah, it did. Just because it's, it's, it's DC doesn't mean we don't talk about it. No, I just don't remember that one that much. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was. It just straight, it gave us a lot of um, stuff about Bloodsport more than anything, really. Yeah, the fact he put Superman in the ICU, which everyone's like, oh my god, what the fuck? It's like, yeah, I'm fine with that happening on screen. I, I, don't, saw, I don't need to you know, see that. So you know James, uh, James Gunn does his uh, Q&As on Twitter a lot, on Twitter, on Instagram? Yeah. Um... Someone asked him like about a rumor. Apparently, that he didn't know about. It was a rumor going around that uh, apparently um, Bloodsport shot Superman in the face with a kryptonite bullet, and that's why they have to change the actor. Fucking <laughs> hell! <laughs> of course it. I mean, of course that's a rumor going around. Why wouldn't it be? James Gunn was like, "Is that really a rumor? That's great." <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. I really. I mean, I just like. I'm excited for this film in general. To be fair. I think it's gonna oh, yeah. Be, yeah, I feel I feel like it's gonna be a real good time. Michael Rooker and John Cena reuniting after Fast and Furious Nine. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> Even though they didn't share a scene in that film. John Cena looks great as Peacemaker, again, still. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I think I think in terms of that film, like, I don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the trailer, I enjoyed the first trailer, but I'm I'm kinda just ready for that film now. I don't need to see anything else, I'm just I'm ready for it to come out and for me to to watch it and enjoy myself. Oh yeah. Um, you see Starro, the big, the big, the big um, starfish. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Um, Starro, the starfish. Yeah. Um, my mind went blank. Um, but yeah, I'm. I am really excited. I mean, look, it's James Gunn. You know, he does. He does good films. Um, so hopefully, you know, this this carries on that, and um, I, I just want. I just. I want to have a good time of it. I don't want to have to think too hard or think too deep or be like, oh, you know, this is this links to the. I know he said it doesn't, but it's like oh, this links to the to, to the DCEU in this way because of this and that. I just want to, I want to go in, have some snacks, sit down, and just fucking enjoy the film. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to take. Yeah, I think the thing I like the look of it is is because unlike other DC films, except Aquaman. Um, this one doesn't look like it's taking itself too seriously, and I think that's no. gonna that will work in its highest because that's what works for Aquaman as well. Like Aquaman has has moments where he, where there are some more serious moments, and it takes itself seriously, and then it also just embraces the fun side of it, and that's why that film is genuinely, for me at least, their strongest DC film. I think. Um, Maybe I mean I don't think it's their strongest, but then there's not. Oh, sorry, a strength my, my there anyway. Uh, sorry, yeah, not strongest, but as in uh, uh, my favourite. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, 
so yeah, I'm really hoping that this does the same and kind of carries on with that. Yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks very good. Will we be covered? Do you reckon, do you want to... When that comes out, what should we cover? Should we cover the original Suicide Squad? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. We've talked about that film before. I'm not talking about. It. I have to no, because I'd have to watch it again. I'm not watching it again. Oh, that's the point. Yeah, I don't want to watch I'm, it again. I yeah, refuse no. to watch that film again. I didn't like it. I'm you, not going to watch it again. No, I tell you what, we should what, what what we could watch. We could watch one of the DC animated uh, Suicide Squad films. There's like a I think. I mean, Assault and Arkham is good. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a, I've seen Batman Assault and Arkham, and that was really good. Or Suicide like, Squad Assault and Arkham. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Fair we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll, figure we'll it out. see. Or Birds of Prey. I mean, could do. We watched that recently. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen it twice. Huh. But yeah, Suicide Squad, August. Exciting yeah. times. Looks good. I can't speak much else about it. It's not like... it. I, I remember initially saying it was one of the films I was most excited for when it was... Was it initially meant to come out last year? Y- yes. Or was it always meant to come out this year? No. Maybe it was always meant to come out this year, no? No idea, anyway. But yeah, it was always one of those ones where I was like, oh, this looks genuinely good. I'm glad that James Gunn is a part of it. It looks he's the right person to do this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so am I. Um. So, let's jump on to the next bit of news, then, I guess. Well, news. It's not news. We're going to talk about Loki. Episode 3... Lamentis, directed by Kate Heron and written by Bisha K. Ali. Um, we 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 spoil these, right? We didn't last time. Oh, okay. Right. We just, we'll keep it spoiler free then, because we did a very brief just review of it last time. We just talked about it very quickly because there wasn't much to talk about. Um, I feel like this one does have more to talk about, but we'll see. It was a very, I don't know. I can't really. For me, this was the weakest episode so far. I was going to say, yeah, I know the opinions of people have been have been very mixed, and I don't know. This was my favourite episode so far, purely because it was more um, it was more character driven in terms of it was it, okay. Yeah, there was a lot of exhibition, not exhibition, fucking hell, exposition. Um, thank you, um, and a lot more kind of sitting down and and chatting and. But I, I liked that. I like the fact it it took a bit of a breather, but not not well, too much. There was a lot of character stuff and sitting down and chatting in the previous episode. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. The interest. I don't know. I didn't find it as interesting this time. I don't think it was balanced as well. And it was a shorter episode as well. Yeah, it was only like forty minutes, right? So like, was it? I yeah. felt shorter than that. 42 oh. minutes is the shortest runtime. So yeah, I guess it was 42 minutes and fell shorter than that to me. Um, yeah, no, it had some good... I, I don't mind it. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it was the weaker episode of the lot so far. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of... In terms of actual episode strength, I do... I agree. I do think it's probably the the weakest one. Um, I think episode two is probably the strongest episode. In terms of, of, I think for me the first episode still maybe, but maybe okay. they're on the same. I can't really say for sure until I look at the series as a whole. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, just a minute ago, I said this was my favorite episode so far, but thinking about it, I think. I don't know. I mean, I did. I did really enjoy this episode because I did. Again, I really did like the the character build, uh, the the character building, and and all the all the character related stuff. Um, yeah. And I enjoyed the sides to Loki again that we got to see in this one. I feel like we once again it was another episode where we got to see another side to Loki that I haven't really seen. Um, you know, mm-hmm. especially when he, you know, there's a moment where he's talking about Frigga, his mother, and there's another moment where he's just drunk and singing and, and dancing, and all those little things I really enjoyed. Um, and then also there's a great final, without spoiling it, there's a final set piece that they they make to look like one shot. Um, yeah, I mean that, which yeah. was great, which I really really enjoyed. That was a bit messy. I mean, it was messy. It was messy in the way that. You know, to 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 most people, they'll go, "Oh, look, that's all one shot." But I could clearly see where the the cuts were. Right. I mean, that's that. Um, I didn't mean. I meant it was messy and that there was just too much going on. Like it was a bit, little, almost hard to follow. But okay. And maybe spatial awareness was a bit difficult at times. Yeah. Um, which is always something you got to worry about in films with action and spatial awareness. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, I like. I mean, like I said, it wasn't a bad episode, but it was just yeah, felt like it was just an episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do get that. I do. I do see. I'd like. To... Well, I don't really know where it goes from here. To be fair. Well, we'll find out on Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, did you want to spoil? Is there anything in particular you want to talk about? The the spoilers. Um. I don't, I don't like... think there's anything there's a couple of little bits maybe but then it then it's just we're just saying it for the sake of it like we we know everything about it yeah um i don't think we need to spoil it we can do our we're gonna do it we're gonna do a full spoiler review this is just a quick touch upon for us to actually be like you know what do we think of the episode but yeah okay basically they're stranded on this planet uh yeah loki loki follows the mysterious other Loki, Loki through the Loki portal. follows the variant through the por- portal uh, that she opens to the back to the thingy uh, to the TVA. They um, faff about for a bit, beat up some people. Well, she beats up some people, and he follows. <laughs> and then they use the time pad to go to another planet. There's uh, another apocalypse, but in the time it's pad, called, the... it's actually called a tem pad. <laughs> tem pad, sorry, but then it breaks, so they're stuck there. And they have yep. to try and find a way off, and that's kind of the premise of the episode. Um, yeah, it's just them on this dying planet, or it's a planet that's like in the middle of an apocalypse, and yeah. they've got to try and yeah, try and get off the planet, or try or try and repair the tempad. Yeah, um, um, and it's just it's just them two getting to know each other, really, more than anything. Well, yeah, that's basically what the episode is. Is you know, yeah, it's it's them kind of seeing what they have in common and what they don't. Um, we still we still learn very little about uh, the variant. No, we learn most about our Loki. Which than... We already know as much as we can, I think. But like we know a little, we see a little bit to his character that we haven't seen as much. Well, I think we see. A I bit... guess it's I guess it's parts to his character that have always been there. Because yeah, even I... when you say like he's like oh he's singing and dancing and it's like we haven't seen that. It's like yeah, but that's just Loki being oh I'm the center of attention. Everybody look at me, which we've seen. Well, I guess plenty we see... of times. I guess we see a, a, a hint of, of remorse and when he's talking about Frigga in particular. The only thing is, is that that hasn't happened to him. No, but he knows it happens now. Do you know what I mean? He's seen it. it. Might he might not. Watched... <laughs> no, but as in, 
is in he watched that in the first episode and he saw. Yeah, that I know, happen, I know, so. I, yeah, I know, I know. So that will definitely influence how he feels about her in that moment because he saw what yep. around the same like couple of days. I would have thought it's the same. Uh, we actually don't. We don't. Well, time doesn't pass the same in the TVA, does it? So oh shit, yeah, that's a good point. That's literally something Mobius says in the first episode. Yeah. You are right there. I um, do. So yeah. he, so the time maybe it feels like time doesn't pass there or something like that. I don't know. But either way, yeah, that was the episode. Really, it was just them more them two than anything else. Um, it literally, we spent the entire time with them two. Oh yeah. Do you? Do you have you also had the theory about that the TVA is actually within the quantum realm? No, but because people are saying that. Um, because in that man in the wasp, you see like a, a city. Yeah, the, in, yeah, yeah, and obviously time passes different in the quantum realm than it does to that's, the normal that's, world. That's a fair point, actually. That's uh, I feel like that is somebody just being like, oh, because we saw that mysterious city in the quantum realm, this has got to be that. Yeah. Um, I feel like the quantum stuff we'll see in that man in the wasp quantumania. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, but, um, but that is a good. That is. A, I. I don't. That. I don't think that's a terrible theory. That is quite an interesting way to look at it, but I feel like that's probably not going to be the case. No, yeah, I think it's just a. I don't know. I don't know where it would be actually. I guess that's something else. Little dimension outside of space and time. Yeah, I guess that's something we'll also try and find. They'll. We might not even find that out. It might literally just be that whole. Oh, it just exists. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it's fair to say by the end of the series, it won't exist. I'm pretty certain it will be gone by the end of the series. Or in a, it will still exist, but in a different kind of way. Because obviously, this has already been confirmed for a second series. Yeah, I'll and it might. I, d- I doubt it's going to be like, oh, Loki on so- doing something else instead. It will probably be still TVA related. Yeah, here's Loki taking a holiday that goes wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch that. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Where would he go on holiday? Tahiti. Tahiti. Yeah, like like in. Yeah. That's where Philip Coulson goes. Maybe he'll take Owen Wilson um, jet skiing. <laughs> well, based on one of the things we find out in this episode, maybe Owen Wilson has already been jet skiing. Yeah, but um, that's very we won't, true. We won't, we won't spoil that if you haven't watched it. Um, we don't. Yeah, we'll. we'll it was. An, it was a. It was another episode. These. It's this whole series. We can't really. It's hard to look at these as just individual episodes. Yeah, this one. Yeah, it's. It's part of the series as a whole. Like even at the ending, kind of it leaves us thinking, okay, what's going to happen next? In terms of, okay, they're they're still on this planet. Yeah, we won't say why or how, but they're still on that planet, and it's like, okay, now what do we do? Yeah, but we'll find that out on Wednesday. We will. I'm very excited for the next episode. Yep. Me too. Good. Unless there's anything else you want to touch about, I think we should end it there because we don't need to talk about anything else, do we? Um, I mean, we went and saw uh, uh, a, f- a film. A film. We went to, see, of course, we went to go see Fast Nine that opened in cinemas a couple of days ago. Um, me and Connor met up in London with my girlfriend Maddie. We went to the IMAX to go see it. Um, the we, IMAX, the one IMAX that exists. The one IMAX. No, it's a lesser square Cineworld. Other yeah. cinemas are available. No, they're not. Cineworld is the best. That's our cinema. That's our signature cinema. It literally is. It, yeah, it used to be View, but then we changed. 
No, we didn't. What are you on about? It has to be view. Um, Cineworld has unlimited. You should get a Cineworld unlimited card. Cineworld are a great cinema. I would Cineworld sponsor us. <laughs> that would be great. That would genuinely be great, actually. Like I, I would only preach good things about Cineworld. I love Cineworld. Maybe we should contact them and be like, "Look, can you sponsor us? And we'll just completely promote your." <laughs> can you sponsor choice. us? <laughs> it's not. That's not how it works. But yeah. we'll figure it out. It's more about they'd be like, "Oh, can we advertise through you?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good. Point. It, but right now, we'll give them some free advertising. Go to Cineworld. They're good cinemas. Yeah. No, they are genuinely great. Um. So yeah, we're going to talk about Fast Nine. Our thoughts, our theories. I think we'll do spoiler free. Our thoughts, free. our theories. <laughs> our thoughts, our theories. Sorry, our thoughts. Um. We'll do spoiler free first, and then, um, spoilers after. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. So this film has three titles. It's either F Nine, F Nine: The Fast Saga, or Fast and Furious Nine. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fast and Furious Nine is what it says in the credits, so that's what it's called. Nice. I mean, it's true though, isn't it? That's the, literally the title that comes up at the end of the film. Yeah, they, they didn't have like a title card. They usually at the do. Start, have, they, they do usually have one at the beginning, but this one didn't. No. This also is the only Fast and Furious film to do the flashback stuff. I believe. Yes. No. Like yeah. Actual yeah, yeah. flashback stuff. Like we've we've never seen them as babies. <laughs> No, yeah. Not literal babies. But without spoiling it, yeah, we do we get some little flashback stuff to Dom. Um, yeah. With his with his dad, which we haven't seen, we've only heard about a lot. Yeah. So um, I mean that's interesting. I mean the basic premise of of the film, you know, is is as you see in the trailers, um, you know, Dom's retired with Letty again, but he's raising his son, you know, he's he's pretty much out of that life and he's he's happy to be little little Brian Marcus Torero. Yeah. And then um and then something happens with his brother within which has something to do with his brother Jacob as played by John Cena and Cypher, um, Charlie's Veron and he has to kind of get back in the life and and stop them from ending the world. Yep, the same stuff as always. Um, the film was directed by Justin Lin, who's obviously been around for a while with Fast and Furious. Yeah. In- initially directed Tokyo Drift, then he did the fourth film, then five he did Fast Five, then he did Fast Six, then he left for a couple of films, then he came back. Oh yeah, nice. I think he does a good job. Genuinely, I think I think direction-wise, I mean, I mean, well, mm. you know, there there were some things that I wasn't a fan of, which we'll get into, but but. I think overall he doesn't do a bad job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So what do you, what do you, what do we, so we we've got the flashback stuff. We get Dom and Letty. They get visited by their by their friendly friends in the form of Tedge, uh, fucking whatever his name is. Roman. What's fucking Tyrese Gibson's character's name? Roman. Whatever. Um, and Ramsey. Um. Yeah. And we still, after the mystery at the end of the eighth one, we still don't know Ramsey's last name. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> they didn't follow it up. They didn't follow up that op- that loose plot 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 thread. Whatever. Nobody cares. Um. And then we get some convoluted reasons for why other characters come back. Yeah, <laughs> they basically, you know, they. Uh, Roman Tej and, and Ramsey go up to Dom and say look we need your help um, and he's like nah we have a mission he's like nah and then he finds out his brother's involved and he's like yeah right somehow 
He just looks at a picture and goes, I can recognise that. He recognises the cross, thing. didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Which is, I, I mean, are we getting into spoilers? I don't know if that's spoilers. Yeah, I mean, right, let's... It's let's... hard to talk about this film. It's, it's, there's a lot of action until there's action, and then there's action, and then there's talking and talking and talking, exposition and action. There we go. Non-spoiler talk. <laughs> Done. Well, I mean, talking about the action set pieces, right, because I feel like we can, we can talk about that without heavy spoilers. I do think the action set pieces, uh, for the most part, were done quite well. Like I, They were very enjoyable and they were very stupid. Because that's the thing with this film, right? The film knows it's... This film knows it's batshit stupid, but it just mm-hmm. goes for it. And I think that works in its favour at points. I guess, but if it's just stupidity and no substance, then there's not much to it. Yeah, but did you? I mean, I enjoyed myself. Did you not enjoy yourself? I see it as a it's I've, it's a cinema experience. Like you go to see one of these batshit insane films, and then that's it. You never need to think about it again or see it again. You can enjoy it or you can hate it, or you can have just a little bit of fun just watching a film, and then afterwards be like, "Oh, that was terrible," but whatever, it's done now. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a blockbuster film it was the perfect kind of cinema go back to the cinema to see a film I wouldn't even say it's the perfect the perfect blockbuster film is Godzilla vs Kong <laughs> see I think this was better than Godzilla vs Kong personally in terms of enjoyment okay you didn't like this film did you I didn't like the filmmaking aspects and the fact that it's got the some of the worst writing of any of the Fast and Furious films oh no the one one, one of the things I didn't like was was the editing in the in the action set pieces very shaky. But that's always going to be bad in these. That's always going to be bad in these films. And that's the, the editing doesn't cause the shakiness. That's the camera work. <laughs> yeah, true. Come on, Harry, you're an editor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not a cinematographer. <laughs> the editing is always heavy in these kinds of action films because none of these people can actually do action. Mm. So they're just cut. They're they're usually it's oh we we'll throw one punch in this shot and then we'll the receiver of that punch will be in the next shot and then they'll kick in the next shot and then in that next shot that kick is being blocked you know it's always that's one one of the things that like um, specifically Jackie Chan spoke about when he made a Hollywood film it's like it's very different to making Hong Kong action because in Hong Kong action it's usually just a long take yeah and you just get on with it um, whereas in this it's oh we do that shot then we cut to that angle then we cut to this then we cut to that then we cut and you know there's no there's no flow to the action like ever it's just messy action that's all over the place and you lose track of where you are in any of the rooms who's involved in what fights like there's a specific fight it's the one in Tokyo where I was like I'm not sure who's doing what here yeah I could get mixed up between Letty and Leah because they, they were very Mia. similar um, no 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 Leah the... oh and Leah the other what the, 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 the Japanese woman yeah because her and Letty are wearing very is that her similar... name Leah, literally was her name Leah yeah but um, they're wearing they wear uh, they wear very similar outfits. So when they're all fighting and they have like the same hair color and and, and it's all I was like right who's fighting who I don't really know what's going on. She's not on the. She's not on the list here. Well, I think maybe was that a spoiler? Oh wait, no, she plays a character called L. Oh well, at one point he calls her Leah and then he starts calling her L. She introduces herself as Leah. When? I don't remember that. When she 
comes up and says, "Hi, I'm you know." No, she says, "Letty Mia." No, not at that point when she meets the rest of the team later in the film. Does she, what? Do you know? I don't that? even remember her introducing herself once. I don't remember her saying her name once. She says her name. I swear to God. Well, she can't have introduced herself as a name that she isn't. Just saying that because in the cast list she is. Yeah, her name's L. Well, I heard her call. Maybe herself maybe Leo she said something else and it sounded like Leah. Hmm. She didn't have an accent. I I remember her introducing herself as Leah at one point. I remember. Oh well, well fuck, it. fuck it. That's not her name in the in the cast. So who cares? <clears throat> but right. there's but there's messy action sequences that yeah I just couldn't always follow it and when it was so it was so shaky that it was just you felt like you were squinting the whole time you're watching it yeah and it was just un- it was an uncomfortable viewing experience in that sense but it is just dumb action for the sake of dumb action yeah I mean you know I think they're strong I mean but I don't see that as a positive. I think the strongest action sequence in the film was probably the first big set piece in the in the jungle. Uh, with that the... was so uncomfortable to watch. Like, cause I don't get like, cause the obviously the camera's shaky when it's like inside the car. Cause it's like, oh, because the the car would be shaking, obviously. But it's like I can't look at any of these shots because they're just so uncomfortable to look at. Yeah, and there's obviously there's explosions all around them and. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's going off at once and it's just all shouting from everybody yeah every time something good happens someone has to go yeah that's a good or, point woo. Yeah, go, this yeah. is so great this is so fun I love everything about my life yeah I mean I didn't I didn't go into the film expecting you know no I don't know I'm not expecting that but I can still I'm still I can still criticize it for what it for its lack of stuff no, yeah, but no, of course. And for you can, bad yeah. things, like <laughs> no, I don't <coughs> go into these films with expectations. <laughs> no, yeah, I kind of, I just went in wanting to just watch a film and enjoy the kind yeah. of action and the stupidity of it. And you know what, it does, it does that for here's, me. Here's the thing: if I didn't have to talk about this film with you, if I wasn't going to write a review for it, I wouldn't have thought about it any more than I have. But because I have, I'm doing these things, I will think about it more. And I'm not going to lie to myself and say, "Yo, I had a really good time." I liked going to the cinema and seeing a film, a crazy, stupid film with my friend. But other mm. than that, I don't have to have enjoyed the film. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I think I think that's the thing, right? I think you. So you said there was like, especially with me, is when I came out of the film. It is that kind of film where you come out and you might spend a couple of minutes talking about it, and then that's it. It's not like a Marvel film yeah. where you come out and talk about it for the next hour. You know, I literally I went in. I was excited to see the film. I saw the film, came out, and went, "Yeah, that was a good laugh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, cool." And then move on. It's yeah. not. It's not one of those. Because, um, the thing for me as well, right, is in the previous films, there is always something that I go, um, like, oh, the world's the world's longest runway, or oh, look, there's a big fuck off submarine, and I would at least talk about that for a bit. In this film, and I know we will talk about other bits and spoilers. There are moments where I was a bit like, oh, that's cool, but still nothing worth me talking about for so long. Yeah. As in, when I walked no, out of the film, there's no two cars dragging a safe through Rio. Yeah, like there was nothing. It was. It was. Here, here's it was, also the. Th- sorry, I was gonna say. Here's also the thing about the action is that they showed everything in the trailers. Yeah, 
yeah, all the like best every moments good, were in the every trailers. Every good yeah. over the top piece of action was in the trailers. Yeah. Every single one like piece of it. So if you've watched the trailers, you've seen the best action pieces. You're just going to this film to see the in between. Yeah, I think. Which is not what anyone wants to see. <laughs> yeah, in terms of like big set pieces, there was yeah, there's nothing that really sticks to mind for this. So go and see another Universal film, and they'll show a trailer of this film before that, and then you basically got two films for the price of one. <laughs> I think. <sighs> yeah, there's no. I mean. I remember each set piece, you know, I remember like the Edinburgh stuff and then the, the jungle stuff at the start and the, the the big kind of final set piece at the end. See, I, I liked... I liked the Edinburgh I did stuff, like, I think. I did like the Edinburgh stuff uh, for a certain... Ex- for, a, for a little bit. John it's... Cena with the world's longest zip line. Well, no, he kept firing more zip lines. Oh, you know, but I meant the, when you didn't see the... it at first, it just felt like... Oh, the first, like on... the first one, it felt like, yeah, it was a very long zip line. And it's funny because he's just zip lining through Edinburgh, which doesn't have that many tall buildings. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. someone would have seen him. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, all they had to do was look up. <laughs> yeah, you surely would have had people standing <laughs> on the streets going, what the fuck But it's also that? like, it's also like in the Spider-Man games, for example, when you're standing on like a, a like a... a fixture on like down from the ceiling and someone walks into a room and you, you can even see like Spider-Man's shadow on the ground and he's like oh there's no one here yeah <laughs> it's like just look up <laughs> look up you fucking idiot I can I'm not even looking at my ceiling right now and I can see it because of my peripheral vision oh yeah like, for sure yeah <laughs> so if if there was a Spider-Man sitting on my ceiling right now I'd see him <laughs> uh... but though yeah um, some of the little notes I made here about the film um, the dialogue is so fast and furious like it's so of these films that it just hurts at this point there's one like, there's one it, line of dialogue sorry there's one going from that there's one conversation they have I don't know whether it should be spoken spoilers I mean it's not really a spoiler but there's a basically fuck it basically there's a kind of recurring theme for Roman where he thinks that they're all invincible. And to be fair, when he says about it, he's like, you know, we've been through, you know, we've, we've fought, fought submarines, we've dragged a safe, yeah. we've done this, that, the other, and we've never been injured, we've never been scratched. Um, and I can get where he's coming from, but then there's a, there's a brief moment where uh, Tej starts to agree with him, and then I was like, please, please don't go through the route. I think I turned to you and went... What they're going to become fucking superheroes, and that obviously that's not where it went. And you know, Tej was like, "You're being a dumbass." But for that brief mm-hmm. second, because these films are so fucking bizarre, I genuinely thought that was the way it was going. Yeah, of course. It yeah, was, I mean, yeah, yeah, it did lead that lean that way. I think that's them trying to lean into the whole. We get, we get what you what you think of the. Like it's basically been like we understand how the fans see this, and yeah, they they see it like that as well, kind of thing. Yeah, like a, like a like a fourth wall break without a fourth wall break, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But come on, what else was in your notes? Just basically going off of the whole, the dialogue is like feels like it's just this is what the film's dialogue is always going to be like. No one really has anything interesting to say, and there is almost no humor in anything they're saying, but they're attempting it. Yeah, like they're trying to be funny with a lot of the lines, and I was just like, "This, this isn't entertaining at all." The dialogue is just hurting this film so much. 
yeah, I found I found the humor. Any time there was humor for me, was more through actions or something that happens rather than through actual lines from the character. Whereas usually it would be the other way around. Yeah, the humor def- in this film like definitely comes from just how ridiculous everything is. But it's like yeah. it's not funny in that I'm oh I'm laughing because this is funny. I'm laughing at the film because it's stupid. Like it's mm. like oh this is you know you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I do get what you mean. So yeah. when something happens and you're just like For fuck's sake. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And going off of the writing and that is the characters. I said this about Fast and Furious Eight, but the characters are just so one note. There is nothing special about any of these characters, nothing unique about any of them. They were just all these dull human beings. Yeah, I think the one I like the most, if I had to choose, is probably Tej. He was the kind of standout, just in terms of, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's he's probably the character that I, I'm getting the most from in this film. I mean, yeah, I guess. Tej is a decent character. He's because he's, like, the intelligent guy. Yeah. He's the only smart one, apparently. Um, um, but even then, it, like going off of that as well, it's just that whenever like him and say for him and Ramsey and that are explaining something, and it's not just he, them two; it's even with like with um with Han and other characters and stuff like that. Is that everybody's always finishing each other's sentences? Yeah, that's the point. Like, and it's so awkward because it's just like I don't. That's not how real people actually talk. Like. Yes, sometimes someone will finish someone's sentence like for them, but it's usually they'll end up talking over each other or something like that. You don't; these people are deliberately leaving spaces for the other person to finish the conversation, and it's just like yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, it's just not good. Um, do you I have much else that I can really should, say? Should we rate it and go into spoilers? Because I feel like there's a lot that we. We'll go. Yeah, I want to say actually, there's one more note. Is there were two more? I think. Um, I think the good, genuine good parts of the film were the flashback bits. I really enjoyed which, the flashback stuff. Yeah, because it all it's almost it it makes the film at least those moments. It feels like it's at least trying to be in touch with its humble origins. Like yeah, going back to the its film, roots. Kind going of back thing. to its roots, like it, they. they in a film that's full of so much over the top ridiculousness, that is the only like real real moment. Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous that the I, I, the actors they got to. I mean, the actors they got to play young versions of them aren't bad. No, they're pretty decent, you know. The, but I, like it, I, when I, I first I, saw that guy on screen, I was like, is he meant to be a young Vin Diesel? Fuck you know. Yeah, it took me a minute. Yeah, I know just the guy played. Him. <laughs> the guy who played the young Jacob is from um, Peaky Blinders. Okay. Um, but I didn't recognise the guy who plays he, Dom. He looked nothing like John Cena as well. No, nothing. But, yeah. Um, and and also the part about that the film like doesn't waste time explaining any of its stupidity anymore. It just goes with it. Because they know their audience just don't care yeah that's what yeah i like that i like the fact i don't just... like that though because it's just it's treating their audience as idiots no but i like the fact she just goes look this is stupid but we're going with it this is i know this but... is what because people you know i enjoy that a lot of people enjoy that aspect of it i don't want them to try no, and I'm not... justify yeah it. i know i know but it's just 
it's just things like when Han explains how he survived, and it's just like, oh, it was just this framed thing. It's like, so initially you were killed in a car crash. Mm. Then it was that that car crash was by Deckard Shaw, who was intentionally killing you to get make a point to Dominic Toretto. Yeah. And now it was your death was faked. Okay. Oh yeah, it's completely insane <laughs> and stupid. Like, it is just ridiculous. And I just, oh, I just can't deal with it anymore. Oh, like still, I know these films can keep being what they they are. Like they are still those films that you go to the cinema, you see once, and if you're like me, you never have to see them again unless someone makes you watch it for a podcast. <laughs> Like, I would have been happy never seeing the 8th Fast and Furious again. I knew seeing it again would ruin it completely. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I don't revisit those films. Yeah, that's fair. That's why I've only seen the 6th one twice, and I don't even remember it at all. Because I know I think, once I watch it, I'm gonna hate it. I think the 6th <laughs> one is the one I've seen the most. The 5th one is the one I've seen the most, and I know that's the one I can enjoy, even though it's quite slow in the middle. Yeah, very slow. I just love that ending. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Should but we... yeah, okay. Should we say our review, our opinions? Yeah, I say let's let's yeah let's rate it for the people that don't want spoilers. So you go first then. Um. Okay. Well, look, I I do think the the choices they make and the stuff they do is completely batshit stupid. There's a lot of things that I laughed at in the cinema, not with, but completely like at the screen. I was like, this is just fucking. ridiculous ridiculous you didn't laugh because of the like you didn't laugh because the film wanted you to no yeah i'd like something would happen and i'd go yeah. i'd go yeah of course that is going on but mm-hmm. on the other hand um for me it did what it said on the on the on the tin basically like i went in just wanting to enjoy myself and i did and i i did have a genuine i had a good time in the cinema with my friend watching a film that was completely stupid but you know it, 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 the whole experience was just really enjoyable for me so um, I don't think by any means it's an amazing film I do think there's some there are some moments I do really enjoy and yet the action set pieces did you know like we said with the with the shakiness and the way it was edited and the cinematography was quite hard to watch but there, there was elements of the action set pieces that I really quite liked or I thought, oh, okay, that's 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 fun. Like with the the car jumping off the cliff and mm-hmm. Vin De Vin Diesel fighting John Cena on top of a fucking bus and never dying. Um, yeah, so because of that, I will give it a smoking microphone purely just because it it just I just I just had a good time. I don't think it's by that means a strong film, but I did I enjoyed myself while I watched it. So yeah, yeah. I wonder what you're going to give it. It doesn't get anything from me. No, no, nothing, <coughs> nothing at all. Doesn't deserve it. I would be. I would have been so shocked if it had. But not the worst film I saw this week. I'm so because you you teased me with this yesterday. I'm so excited to get to that. Yeah. Um, okay, so if you haven't seen Fast Nine yet, I know we've 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 not spoiled anything, but we you know we've, we've said stuff. We're now going to go into heavy spoilers from this point onwards even though I don't actually think there's like anything where I was like oh I'm so glad that wasn't spoiled before I watched this you know what I mean oh no yeah to be fair the spoilers we're about to talk about again are in and even the the kind of are there is there is there I mean 
you might have something in mind right now, but I have nothing in mind where I want to actually speak specifically talk about and say like, oh yeah, that was. Well, there's just, just just one thing, right? Which which is again, look, what would be considered for this film to be the biggest spoiler was at the end of one of the trailers, like the last trailer. So it's not even like it was a oh that's happening. You kind of knew going into it. But I'm just throwing the kind of spoiler warning up there in case people are completely like, okay. I don't want it. Um, yeah. They go to space, finally. Oh, okay, yeah. Because that was a... The the space stuff was a shot at the end of trailer two, I think. Yeah, um, and there was still them in the atmosphere. Yeah, but that was it. But um, yeah, in this film, Roman and Tej go to space to hack into a satellite... Um, using... And honest, honestly, I actually really like that moment. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was it, that was. That, despite it being so silly, it was the, it felt like the least over the top thing. It felt like, for a moment that shouldn't make sense, right? It felt in, in a film that shouldn't make nothing make yeah. sense. This felt like the moment that could make sense. Also, we didn't talk about, I mean, the reason why how they got into space was because of uh, the return of Lucas Black, Bow Wow, and Jason Tobin from Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize Bow Wow was going to be in it as well. I like, didn't uh, realize that. I didn't realize that was Bow Wow until like towards the end I was like, "Wait, is that Bow Wow?" <laughs> yeah, he's fucking I remember my favorite bit is when you turned to me and he was like, "Technically they're still meant to be in their 20s in in universe." Oh, yeah, if, if you got Yeah, I mean, specifically um so uh, a podcast me and Harry listen to the Weekly Planet, they've been talking about the first three Fast and Furious films and they talk about that how if you look at Tokyo Drift in the canon of the Fast and Furious movies, that film technically takes place in 2013. Fucking hell. <laughs> With all their flip phones and everything. That's fucking insane, isn't it? But um, obviously you have to look at it as in this isn't a normal universe. But Because yeah, yeah, Lucas Black shows up as Sean Boswell looking like 50. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How old is he? He's... he's 38. Oh, wow, he's, he's not aged well. He's not looking good, is he? Fucking hell. <laughs> Um, but no, yes, yeah, so they, they go to space, and you know what? This was the one. This was the part of the film where, for the first time, I actually liked Roman Tyrese's character, because Tyrese's character has got to a point which we mentioned on with eight. He's insufferable. Can I just? His insufferableness came from more his screaming moments in this rather than his actual moments. I actually, okay, now I'm going to start finding some moments I actually liked. I like that little moment where they think he died. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was I was actually a bit like because the whole film, even at the start, I was like, "Fucking hell, they're actually going to kill him. They're actually going to do it." Wait, it's and then, also because you, as the um, as the the big jeep thing falls on him, you hear a death knell. Yeah, <laughs> and, and actually, that's so on the nose. That's like that's a little good like that's a good bit of editing to put in there. A little death, like sound design wise. Like, but then there was like a fraction of a second where I was like, "Oh, what, is he? Oh no!" I was like, "Fuck!" Have they actually done it? Like, I think I think in this film. He's not as insufferable as he was in Fast Eight. I, I think, think they might have addressed it. I think they might have seen that there are a lot of people that do find him insufferable. Yeah, I found him. I found his character a lot more tolerable in this film. I wouldn't say I I like his character very much. Oh but, no! But but some of the stuff he would say, like there's a bit towards the end where they're talking about going to space, and he just turns around, and goes, "This is fucking stupid." He's like, "This is." Ridiculous! You can't just expect this to happen. And I was like, okay, no, I actually, for once, you're not annoyed. You're not just saying something to be annoying or to try and be comedic. You actually isn't he the one that suggests they fly the car into the thing? Yeah, like he's the one that's like, let's just fucking do it. Like, and the thing is, I like that speech as well. I like where he just basically, for the first time, he just turns around and goes, yeah, look, this might be the end. We might, we might not make it out of this. But I'd rather die fighting than just kind of sit here. 
And I was a bit like, oh, okay, why could I not see more of this side to the character? Yeah, why does he have to why always he... be shouting? Cause it, yeah, because then he comes back screaming. down. To, he comes back down to earth for the end of the film where they obviously have a family barbecue and he's, in, he's just trying to be comedic again and it's like no you've just you've just had such a kind of character had a profound moment yeah you had such <laughs> character development in that one scene don't regress from that I hope in the next two he he kind of stays more on that path I do yeah I think you're right I think he's definitely less insufferable in this one than in, um, in the last one for sure I I genuinely think that you know when he gives that uh, that like, not a speech but when he's like that theory of like we're immortal essentially is like because you know we're we're so lucky we come out of these things without a scratch you know yeah like I think that they're gonna that this that's the franchise is gonna address that oh for sure that was <laughs> I there. think in the next two it's gonna be a thing where it's like oh yeah no they are they're like there's <laughs> they're like heaven sent warriors or something. <laughs> oh fucking hell! See, no. Here's the thing. I talk about how it's so stupid, but it's not. That's the stupidity I want. I want them to fully embrace it. Like, not just be like, "Oh, let's." It's dumb action. Like, "Oh, how are they surviving this?" No, go into the realm of fantasy. Make these films have that stupidity, like because that would make it genuinely interesting. Yeah, you see, that's what if I wanted, you bring on a writer. What... If you bring on a writer that can go, oh no, they are like heaven sent war a- angels, or they're a- they're actually aliens that have taken place of real people. Like if it was something that dumb, it's still more interesting than what we're getting. You know what? That's and that's what I wanted them to do with the space stuff. I wanted them to fully, in- but not just go to space and you know do that. And don't get me wrong, the space stuff in this film, I was a bit like, oh, okay, this actually makes a degree of sense. I understand why this is happening in the film, but I wanted it to be. We're just going to go to space. There's going to be spaceships there. We're going to fucking fuck it. We're going to have flying cars. No, I wanted it to be completely fucking ridiculous. Um, And I was kind of, like we said, like I know we've just said, like I did enjoy the space scene, actually. I really enjoyed it. But I was also just a little bit disappointed that when they finally went to space, it wasn't stupid. I know it's really contradictory, but yeah. I didn't the thing is I didn't mind how they treated the space stuff. They didn't go they they found I think they found they could have either done made it really interesting genuinely and made it feel like it worked mm. or they could have made it absolutely ridiculous. And I would have liked either one of them. What I wouldn't have liked is if they went in the middle. And it was trying yeah. to be serious but it was stupid. Because that's what a lot of this film does is it does try to be serious with its stupidity. Yeah. But that where where it went with the first part where it was like no they're in space it's stupid that they're in space but there's a degree of sense to it yeah that's yeah it definitely like, like we're watching it and we're not going this doesn't make any sense like no we see it kind of set up a little bit earlier yeah okay you can argue how do they get a car to get into space about it being torn apart yeah there's definitely science where you can argue behind it but also like you said like when you're watching the film you go oh okay I actually understand why they're doing this because they do sit down and explain to you, look, we can't, we can't do this because that I can't hack into it. It has to be in person. You go right, okay. So at least, at least from their point of view, they've genuinely tried to explain it. Um, yeah. And you know when, you know for a film that has a Pontiac Fiero going to space, and that <laughs> not be the fucking batshit stuff or the kind of what the fuck is going on. That's how you know you've got a what the fuck is going on kind of film. Yeah. And obviously, we even see, like, 
with um what they're uh, with Lucas Black and that they're testing the like the car with the speeds and that anyway. So like they found a way to make it so the car can go at that speed without tearing apart. Yeah, they do subtly set like, it up towards the start. So they have yeah. And I like I actually like when because Lucas Black was always this kind of oh he's meant to he's he's this ra- he was this random teenager that showed up and he liked trying to learn how to drift, and then when he shows up in is it the seventh one he appears in? Yeah, yeah he doesn't have really anything to do or say I don't even remember his scene in that that well, um, but when he shows up in this he's like a mad tinkerer. Yeah, he's like he's become like this fucking rocket scientist. <laughs> and it's like I like this I like this Lucas Black. <laughs> Because yeah. Lucas Black's not a bad actor either. Like he's, I've said before, he's in the film. Um, how come it isn't in one of his fucking top fil- things? He's in the film Forty Two, which is about um, Jackie Robinson. Okay. The uh, bar- baseball player. Mm. Um, which is a Chadwick Boseman movie, and he Lucas Black's pretty good in the scenes he has in that. Okay. Like he's not insufferable. Yeah, but then again, he's never insufferable. He just didn't have any anything to his character in Tokyo Drift. Yeah, or when he shows up in Fast and Furious Seven. But in this one, he's like this mad tinkerer, and they found a character for him that I feel like he should stick with. I think. I think the thing. The thing that if you, I quite quickly want to sort of just touch upon that I found a bit confusing was was the tone for me because. Because like I said to you at the end of the film yesterday, right? But this film was kind of built to be the first in the first part in the final chapter because you know you got ten and eleven to be the last two of this mm-hmm. particular part of the franchise, right? Yeah. And there was nothing in the film apart from Charlie's Ferron, and there's a post-credit scene with with Jason Statham where he's confronted by Han. Um, that little bit. There was nothing apart from that. There was nothing that made me go, "Oh, okay." This or sorry, the Invincible stuff as well that would go right that leads into the next one right but then yeah. but then this film felt like it was just throwing in every cameo from previous films they could get except for uh, the character Leo because they at the end someone's like where's Leo and he's like oh he opened a restaurant somewhere that's really bad yeah do you know what I mean so it felt in a way it felt like it felt like a final film in terms of oh it's the last one so we're going to throw all the cameos that we can that, that the viewers will like and then it didn't feel like a final part or a final the start of the final chapter because it was just there was nothing I, I, I don't know what they do now I, what, what's the next big thing to make them tie it off do you know what I mean like there's no story arc oh yeah but there's plenty of big things they can do yeah we also get the the welcome return as well of um, uh, Vin Diesel never gets hurt or dies in, yep. in serious situations and in, in this in this round we got we got a nice uh jump off a cliff onto another cliff and the car rolls over featuring Letty we got we got we got that that weird fucking he went back into his own memories or not even his own memories for a bit he was in his he was in his brother's memories for a little bit for some reason yep we got the, him taking on 30 guys um, I, do you know what and, I love about that bit when all those guys are like on top of him punching him and he's not taking a single hit in the face yeah like and it doesn't even look like any of the punches are connecting because and it actually it looks CGI to be fair. Like I was going to say it looks like them. a C, yeah. But then um, we get the we get that, and then followed by the we get, followed we by get the, the re- I'm going to pull two chains and collapse the entire building on top of me, but I'll fall in the water and stay there for ten minutes having flashbacks and be fine. Yeah, but remember time passes differently when you're dreaming, so it could have been like five seconds. Oh yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give him that one then. I'll yeah. Give him that one. Also, we get the return of his side piece, Helen Mirren, because it looks like they want to fuck. 
still hate her accent. It's not as bad in this one, but it's... it was definitely not that bad. I think the only time it was bad was when she goes Dominic Toretto. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's like, oh, okay. But her accent was that bad. But it's funny because in that scene, it does seem like he's genuinely like he loves her. Yeah. We'll <laughs> say he looks at her. He's like, okay, calm down, Vin Diesel. Put, put it away. <laughs> um, we also get um, him jumping out of a burning, burning truck. Which is um, in the trailer. Which is in the trailer. Uh, anything? Have I missed anything? I do like that 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 bit where he just drives into that metal that concrete pillar and it gets it lodged in the wheel so he can swing himself across a mountain. But again, I think that was in the trailer. Yeah, that was in the very first trailer. Um, we get Michael Rooker. We do. With his Corona advert. Didn't realise he was in this film actually. No, I didn't either. Um, um, we think Kurt Russell might be dead. But he'll probably show up. But we don't know, yeah, because the big premise is, you know, the reason... He goes missing. Yeah, he goes missing at the start of the film. And then he only appears after that in a flashback, and they never actually address if he's alive or not. We get the appearance of um, Brian O'Connor's car. Right at the end. Yeah, that's the closing shot. Uh, His car. That's it. Anything else? Anything else we've missed that we should talk about? We get a, a flashback to Gal Gadot, which we might... Uh, only archive footage but she's probably still alive she'll come back look if Luke Evans can fall out the plane and survive Gal Gadot can survive well we yeah I mean we see Luke, Luke Evans alive in the beginning of the very next film though so <laughs> yeah no that's what I'm saying like he could survive and he returns that. in the eighth one so yeah she's fine she'll be back yeah I guess so um <laughs> Shay Wiggum was in this film I forgot he was in previous ones who's that he plays the agent that like um Oh, that's the one that. Talks um, to, yeah, and he's also in, he's, he's in, in six. He's in six as well because, yeah, Brian goes in undercover in a in a. Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, as I was, I was saying, I was, I, I forgot he was in these films at one point. Yeah, yeah. I saw four when it came out. I think. Um, my cousin was really into the Fast and Furious films. Yeah, but yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, what else? I feel like they're going to do a, a flashback spin-off movie prequel thing with the younger cast of it, maybe. Oh, without... There's not even <laughs> But a... the thing is, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely... Took it... I really enjoyed the flashback stuff, actually. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like the weird sepia tone it had. No, yeah. The, the... And, the gra- and the grain to make it look older. Yeah, the grain I wasn't a big fan of. I was surprised when it started with the old Universal logo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was as well. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then it faded into Jack Toretto. Toretto. Dominic Toretto's daddy-o. daddy-o. Mm. I don't know what else there is to say about this film that's maybe spoilers. But I think, think but I think really. we've actually covered everything. We didn't, we didn't speak about the weird villain Otto. Who doesn't do it. Um, really. didn't, didn't care about him. Nah, he was useless. Um, Charlize Theron is in this, but she doesn't do a lot. But it, she becomes the main villain somehow at the end, and then she's, she walks off into the sunset. She's clearly the main villain for the last two yep um and that's another thing is also is that is it implied that this is why I don't like the Han stuff is it implied that Mr. Nobody hired fucking Deckard Shaw to kill to pretend to kill Han See, that's no sense. That's what I because, got com- sorry that's what Deckard I got Shaw confused was doing it on. as revenge yeah because that's what I got confused on because at one point 
you know, Mr. Nobody says to Han, our rogue agent has gotten loose and we need to we need to fake your death kind of thing. Come work for me. But then he makes it sound as if um, that it's John Cena's character that was the rogue agent that got loose. That's what I got confused on. Because there's a bit of John where later on in the film, John Cena goes, you wondered who was the rogue agent. I'm the rogue agent. As he's se- as they're all standing with them. You know, when yeah. all the, the guards come down. So I was a bit like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I know, right? Like, and it's, Yeah, and it's really like, confused me. Is it implied that it wasn't Deckard Shaw that did it? <laughs> I think so. I'm confused what that... that That's really messed... Like, that's a massive plot hole. Yeah, I have absolutely... Yeah, that, that genuinely really confused me in the cinema. Uh, yeah. Like, but then but then Han goes and just shows up to see Deckard Shaw, and Deckard Shaw's very, very visibly like, oh, wait, I didn't I kill you? Yeah. But then again, I mean, then again, it could just be a... Uh, oh, shit, you're, you're back, mate. Um, so we're not going to get any more Hobbs and Shaw films. We're going to get Han and Shaw. Yeah. Han and Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, that that's a really big like little thing that I need. I want to know. Like, I want that cleared up because that's just ridiculous now. Yeah. Like, yeah, so do I. Did Deckard Shaw still try to kill Han? And then was it like, was Mister Nobody like, okay, Deckard Shaw's gonna come and try and kill you, but I need you to work for me, so I'm gonna fake. I'm gonna to make it think, make him think he killed you, and we're gonna get you out of it in the split second we are given. Yeah. But initially, it was just meant to be a random car crash. I don't, I don't even know how his death actually happens in the context of Tokyo Drift. No, do I? Oh, well. Well, I think... You know what? I do think we've actually covered everything for Fast and Furious 9. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it is an enjoy- it's, it's, I enjoyed it, but there is a lot of plot holes. Um, some of the stuff that should be what the fuck is actually, oh, okay, that makes sense, and then vice versa, which is weird. Um, yep. I'd definitely say go see it form an opinion let us know what you think you know get in contact we'd be we'd love to hear um, what you think yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just it just takes the life out of you doesn't it yeah that's true this is the most I've had to talk about a Fast and Furious film after I've watched it come on let's move on to the last segment of the show Oh, do we have to? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Oh, actually, I've actually also got a question. Would you like that this week, or would you like me to save it for next week? No, you can do it. Okay, let me find it. Um, Okay, so this is another question from uh, from our friend Bryony, who listens to the podcast. Hello, Bryony. It's a little bit off topic, but she basically said, um, if the world opened a real-life Jurassic Park... Would you go? Ignoring the fact, ignoring the fact, you would need to sell multiple kidneys and a leg to get a ticket. I think the fact that the films exist based on a book about a park made of dinosaurs that goes completely insane. I don't think I would go. Yeah, I think I'd. I think I'd stay at home. I think I'd give that a miss. I'm not going to add anything. I'm not going to be one of those one of the people that becomes a main character in that story. I, you know, I will be eaten. I'd just like I'd go to like London Dungeon or something. London Eye. I. I mean, it's hard to be able to say. Oh, in without the context of the films, for example, like if you took away the fact that the films exist, and some if somebody randomly one day went, oh yeah, we've opened a park where you can come and see real life dinosaurs. I'm also pretty sure it wouldn't be as bad as what it is in the films. Like I'm pretty sure real real life it'd be better. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't. It'd be very interesting to see dinosaurs, for real. But I don't think I'd go to a Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, neither would I. Neither it's would a I. weird. Nah, it's a weird question. <laughs> just I because, mean... just be, it's only weird because of the context of the films. Okay. Like because because we all know what happens in those films. Yeah. Like, if you're saying to someone that hadn't heard of Jurassic Park, heard of the films, and went, if there was a dinosaur park, would you go to it? I mean, maybe. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect dinosaurs to start killing me. It's I like would. when you go to a zoo. When you go to a zoo, you don't get eaten. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, that's that's actually a good point. But dinosaurs are bigger than normal animals. Um, maybe I'd go to a dinosaur zoo if it was uh, like properly. You know, had good reviews on Yelp. Nah, I'd stick clear. Fuck it. <laughs> um, but I no, thank you, Bryony, for the question. Yeah. Uh, really Thanks. appreciate it. Please send in more questions, everyone. Thank you so much. Uh, giving us something to think about. <laughs> but Connor, before we before we say farewell, before we say goodbye to 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 the listeners, what have you what have you watched this week? Or could you, is there anything you'd like to recommend? I watched the most recent episode of Bad Batch. Pretty good. It's moving the plot along. I think. <coughs> okay. Uh, I carried on watching Modox. Good episode again. Nice, nice, nice. I think it's a binge watching show, so I will. Pu- I might re- binge it when it's all out because I have been watching them like while I'm doing other things, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then I went to the cinema to watch the Monster Hunter movie, which is fucking dreadful. Oh, so excited! Why? So tell me, why is it so bad? Because it's terrible. Like it's just, it just is. <laughs> I'm surprised it, you went to go see it. I don't have to pay for it. I have a Cineworld card. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, it was me that I turned to my I turned to Kyle and was like, "You had to pay for this." <laughs> God, yeah, I've not I've not heard good things. Because even all. he thought it was bad, and he liked shit. Um, it's it's a terrible script. I think early on it was quite passable, but it just got so boring. And it's just most of the film is Mila Jovovich talking to somebody who can't understand her. Nice. But she still continually tries talking to them, and it's just it comes across as like that patronising when an English person tries talking to someone who doesn't speak English. Does it do the famous uh, setup for a sequel that probably won't happen? Yeah, had, had definitely had the the setup for a sequel that definitely won't happen. Nice. Where <laughs> it might, who knows? Hollywood might continue to give Paul W S Anderson work. Um. Uh, none of the characters are interesting. None of them have u- anything unique about them. Um. Spoiler alert, everyone that Millie Jovovich goes into that world with dies except for her, so... Nice. Um, there are barely any links to the games except for the monsters, and then later on it starts to feel a bit more fantastical. Nice. Um, it definitely suffers from being a Hollywood movie, because it tries to villainize the monsters more than, I think, what the games do. Yeah. Like, it's definitely like, oh, this big monster is a villain, and now there's another big monster. Like, it's like, for most of the film, it feels like there's one thing going on and then suddenly it's like oh no now there's something else to do and it's like okay this came out of nowhere I thought the film was wrapping up <laughs> yeah right I get you um, and it has a lot of that slow-mo speeding up action stuff that Zack Snyder's known for oh okay yeah that's always nice uh, I think if the film was more of what it is at the end it would have been better okay but it is mostly Mila Jovovich and some rando guy from this universe trying to kill one monster oh. and I turned to turned to Kyle halfway through and said there's not much monster hunting happening in this film yeah <laughs> and I haven't played any of the games but I've seen some of the gameplay and stuff to know what the games are like 
Yeah, no, but same. No, uh, I stand by my first statement. It's fucking dreadful. Nice. Sounds like you had a great time. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, okay. D- don't see it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not planning to anytime Good. soon. Don't. <laughs> I won't. Good. Don't. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's it for me. I think I guess I I bought Spider-Man Miles Morales, but I haven't played it yet, and I'm not sure if I will just yet. I still might try and complete something else. Nice first. Um, but yeah, that's that's me. What's you? Um, I haven't really watched a lot this week actually. I've started re-watching uh, Rick and Morty from series one. I was just kind of in the mood for a, for that kind of of show because I watched. Why well, do you know? I watched uh, season five, episode one of Rick and Morty. Um, on Tuesday, um, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, so it made me want to go back and watch it from the beginning again. Um, and I've also I've been mainly working on my blog, the Review Lab. We've we we've come back with a we've come back with a bang. So we've got a couple of posts out at the moment. We have like a, a one year anniversary post, and I did a post about Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, there's actually a post going up. As of recording right now, but uh, by the time we listen to this, it'll be up. Um, of my, I do a, I do a little like written series called Through the Vortex, where I go back on previous series of Doctor Who and talk about them and review them. Um, and the the one about series four comes out or is out now, I should say. Um, but yeah, not a lot, not a lot else really. Um, yeah, it's just been that kind of week. My main thing that I went to go see was was Fast Nine, so. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Exciting, exciting times. We also didn't talk about uh, Cardi B shows up in Fast and Furious Nine. Oh, I just didn't give a shit. Just that was so random. They're all just pretending to be Interpol agents. Like, okay. Um, but yeah, apparently she's in the Vin Diesel. Was like, yeah, she's already returning for the next one. Great. I was like, yeah, we're spectacular. So excited. Fast um, and Ten Furious. I was talking to a friend at work actually. They'll definitely call it Fast X. I mean, that was yeah. A lot of people have already suggested that idea as well. Yeah. SpaceX. Um, SpaceX. It's already the fourth highest-grossing film of the year. Oh fucking hell! That's quite big actually, considering how long it's been out. <laughs> yeah. Then again, it was released in China first, wasn't it? Yeah, it's right? been out in China for like a month. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The highest grossing film of the year is still a Chinese film called Hi Mom. <laughs> with over with $847 million worldwide. Not worldwide, though, because it's only released in China, I think. Nice. Crazy, crazy, crazy year. Yeah, it's been fucking... The film. Yeah. Nothing's, nothing's going to gross a billion dollars this year. Yeah, no, I'd be very surprised if anything did. And it's funny because there are definitely films that would have grossed a billion dollars this year. Yeah. We're releasing a normal year. Black Widow would have grossed a billion dollars. Easily. Um, Spider-Man, uh, whatever that one is called. No I'd Way d- Home. I don't know. would have got a billion. Because it's I'd a Christmas movie as well because it's coming out around that time. I think if anything has the chance to, it'll be either Spider-Man. Yeah, I think it'll be Spider-Man if there's if there's anything. If it has any chance to, yeah. If anything, if anything still has a chance to, it's Spider-Man. Yeah. But I, but I do think that will highly depend on the cast as well. 
then word of mouth will really make that film bigger because uh, if unless they reveal the cast in a trailer yeah like unless they're like everyone's back which they shouldn't do they absolutely shouldn't market that <laughs> yeah absolutely not if that is what happens um you know they will though this is sony I don't know. I feel like they might be a bit better with it. Especially for how big a deal it is. Yeah, true. Like, I think because of how big a deal it is, I think they'll be a bit more subtle with their marketing for this one. Mm. Or they'll surprise... Or they'll be Sony and we'll all be like, yeah, expected. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but that's, that's it, I think. Yeah, it's the end of the show. So, as always, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on all elements of social media. Um, we are on Facebook, Rock Smoker, Two Smoker Microphones, Instagram, Two Smoker Mics, and uh, the same for Twitter. Um, we have an email address, Two Smoking Mic, Two Smoking Microphones Pod at gmail.com. So, get in touch, send us a, send us a question, um, let us know your thoughts. It'll be really nice to hear from you. Um, we also have personal Twitters that you can follow. So um, mine's the Doc81 on Twitter, and then the ReviewLab.org for for my blog. And you can find Connor at Connor. Where can they find you? At uh, Connor Jordan underscore ninety six on Twitter, um, and from there everywhere else. Very nice. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Like we said, next week might be. Uh, a little different, we're not too sure yet, but um, you know, you can just wait and see. It'll be a surprise, you'll love it. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, look, stay safe, look after yourselves, and we will we will speak to you very soon.